Hello everyone, my name is Jordan Lewis. This is the Re-Evolve Media Revolution podcast, where we interview hip-hop artists from across Canada because among several other mostly related things, that is what we do. This episode features Rainbow Glory. If you told me a year ago today that I would be hosting a podcast that is currently on its 20th episode, I would say, could be. A few months after that, the answer would upgrade to, I hope so. And then just three months ago, that answer would be, episode 20, damn, we're mad behind schedule. The point of mentioning this is that this podcast itself started as an idea and has taken a life of its own that could not have been predicted. I want to say that it was my idea and that I've been the driving force behind it, but that just isn't true as the podcast has affected me as much, if not more, than I have influenced it. It's absolutely crazy to think about as I look back how I envisioned things would be now and how the reality of it kind of met me in the middle to an extent. Through this, an old quote is refreshed in my mind. It comes from Mahatma Gandhi and goes, Whatever you do will be insignificant, but it is very important that you do it. Now, a lot can be interpreted from this quote. Where you stand in life will very much determine what you hear from it. But I want to reiterate what it means to me right now. Every action that I do comes before one action and after another. When compared to the entirety of my life, this action may seem small, uh, even smaller when I consider the actions of all humanity. But without it, there is no before and no after. A paradox. I know that might sound a little convoluted still, so I'll make it even more palatable. An abridged version of the Mahatma Gandhi quote, Do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. All right, everybody, I'm here with Steven. He goes by Rainbow Glory. He's out of Saskatoon. How you doing, Rainbow Glory? Good, man, good. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show as well. So just to get started, actually, your name presents itself as something fairly unique. So I just wanted to to bring to attention how you landed on the name Rainbow Glory. So Rainbow Glory, I don't know. It's kind of, if you got a dirty mind, it's kind of funny. It's a kind of play on words. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but realistically, uh, when I was first embarking on to rap or hip hop music, especially freestyle, uh, I wanted a good name and I kind of did a little spiritual thing. I said a prayer. I lit a candle. And when I lit my match for the candle, uh, there was a rainbow halo around the candle. So it was something that kind of piqued my interest. So I Googled rainbow halo, what that was. And it's actually known as a rainbow glory. So that's something that's seen like in, uh, in the sky all the time by pilots. It's like a sun dog or like the way the light reflects, refracts rather. It makes a, a perfect rainbow but in a perfect circle sort of thing so that's known as a rainbow glory so i took that as my rap name that's awesome man and so since you started with that name that's that's really really cool and it, it is a pretty unique and not commonly seen phenomenon yeah but as, as you describe it a circular type of rainbow and so you that's really cool you landed on that name sort of organically or almost spiritually yeah. how, how has how have you seen that name sort of take form as from since when you first landed on it up until its point now well, the thing that people say about it 
like it's all about fan feedback, right? And what For the, sure. the main thing I get back from the fans is that it just has a good ring to it. It's just Rainbow Glory, you know, Rainbow Glory on Spotify, Rainbow Glory on YouTube, you Rainbow know, Glory on the stage, on the stage. Welcome Rainbow Glory, everyone, and people uh, they get excited about it. Like it's one of those names that kind of gets lost in translation, where it's just like fun to say, you know. That's awesome, man. And yeah. so from landing on it, was there any point in time you were like maybe something else, or did you just kind of? stick with it and run with it well no that was like the first thing and i stuck with it and ran with it it was really that's cool. awesome man yeah so uh, roughly when was this uh or, or what got you to the point to being where like okay i need to put a, a name on the brand that i'm going to be releasing music under what got you to that point well the biggest thing was um when i first embarked into rap realized that everybody had avatars and it's kind of like a character building or a character development exercise for so sure you have your rap avatar i was going going as chosen one one million for the first little bit but um but yeah that changed when i wanted to pick a name that really defined myself refined who i was as a character and like you know ultimately with my music and my my pilgrimage and in, in being a musician i wanted it to really stand out and represent me and so um, yeah, the rainbow glory was kind of, kind of the thing that's like a lot of fun and it's in your face all at the same time and it makes people happy when they hear it. So that's just the one that I stayed with. That's awesome, man. What was that first name you went by? Chosen one. Chosen one, one million. Chosen one, one million. For how long did you roughly go by that? Under? Uh, that was about like two months or whatever. Like the first. Okay. So it was a quick transition. Yeah, it was. It was a quick transition. It was the first time I was on open mic stage and I battled another MC who was going as just Dave the one, um, which is kind of funny because we, it was two chosen ones named chosen ones and we were battling, but um, <laughs> yeah. After was I that lost, your entrance into the scene? Yeah, that was my entrance into the scene. And after I lost that battle, then I decided to change my name. Let's kind of play on words, but yeah, it was funny. That's awesome, man. And then I'm seeing, is that the same Just Dave that's in a lot of your material? Yeah, so as I, uh, like, I say that I threw the battle, but, you know, he, <laughs> he begs to differ. But anyway, sure, uh, sure. yeah, because because I was uh, good, showed some good sportsmanship in the battle and let him win or whatever it was, uh, he decided to collab after the fact. And now we made a small group actually a year ago it's just we just passed our year anniversary called definitive collective and we've been uh working together producing tracks together working on stage together ever since so roughly everything we've talked about has happened within the last uh year roughly year and six months then yeah yeah give or take that's awesome man and this journey has uh ever since the beginning it has uh ties to where you started that's really cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's been I'll good also, in your uh, in your recent history, you've dabbled into photography as well. That's kind of one of your side hustles. How does that play a role into your musicianship? Uh, well, the biggest thing is, like, just setting the premise. Like, who am I? Like, in today's day and age, it's not just being, like, the artist that's gla a glamorized artist. Like, to be famous or to be musician famous, so much is concentrated on social media and who the actual person is. And because they can follow you on all your social media hubs, right? So if they want to see me as an artist, as a person, as like somebody who's doing stuff, not just the avatar, but, you know, what else is going on in my life? The Like I do boudoir photography and, and other artistic photography works. Um, and it just shows that 
my level of artistry as an artist that, you know, I'm into these other things and I put out this other content and I make a little bit of money on it. And, you know, I'm not just, not just uh, another musician. I'm actually uh, a refined character, a refined man, an actual sure. man in the world. It's that's multidimensional. Like, yeah. That's doing stuff. That's awesome, man. And so do you, do you separate these avatars pretty concretely? So, uh, Steven, the photographer and rainbow glory, the, uh, artist or, or sorry, the, uh, rapper. <laughs> yeah, I try to a little bit, but a lot of it's crossed over all the time. Once you start building the loyal fan base, then they get into all your ins and outs and everything that you're about because they just want to follow you and and you know like sorry the term but worship you as a human you know it's kind of that's <laughs> how sure. it goes that's what it is like scientifically but they're like oh you know yeah. this this person whoever it is is like you know just amazing what they're doing in their life and i see them as an inspiration you know for sure you take on sort of the role of an idol or a mentor yeah uh, maybe not directly but just even an in, in inspiration yeah just being a signpost you know that's really cool, man. So would you say, uh, given what you know now in that respect, like keeping the two identities sort of separate, but do you find them uh, coming together into almost not being separate at all in the in the near future? Or do you think that's happening already? Yeah, like as far as my like my loyal fan following goes, they're not really separate. But in like they're not all, concerned about the separation. Yeah. yeah. In all eyes of the business, like each business, how it's run, like the paperwork and everything, the two entities have to be separate. Ah, for Just sure. For me to keep track of my books, you know. No doubt, man. So is it the two entities? Those are the main focuses of your life? Well, that and I'm also a mechanical engineer. I have my, I finished my degree at the University of Saskatchewan. Oh, man, that must keep you real busy. Yeah. Do you do full-time work in that field? Uh, not right now. Right now, I'm just driving skid steer for, like, part-time work. But um, I'm just, like, going out on another venture to start fish farming, actually. And so all my, engineering, wild, all my engineering, like, expertise is going into building a farm. That's really cool, man. How'd you land on that? Well, it was, like, this whole thing with COVID. So, like, with my rap, I did a daily freestyle show every day during the, the social distancing, social quarantine, or whatever that we've seen here in Saskatchewan for seven months. And I didn't get, like, built a fan base and did all right. And uh, that was kind of good. But I figure, like, where the real cash grab is or where the real money to be made from this whole situation is uh, in food in uh, food security and food development because that's the next thing like I don't know I don't know if I've had COVID or not I've been sick but I've gotten over it and a big part of getting over it is just drinking my water and like you know staying healthy eating healthy exercising you know the regular things you need to to keep yourself healthy build boost your immune system you know so uh, I figured that if I'm gonna go out into the world in this curtain day and age that it that it is i'm gonna go and make food and and uh, try to keep the world healthy that way that makes sense man not only setting yourself up for success in the eventuality or possibility of yourself getting sick but also providing the resources and kind of as you said before uh, or we said before mentoring and showing people that that is a potential method for the future in not guaranteeing your health but uh securing at least a more healthy lifestyle yeah and who knows like i mean if we have a zombie apocalypse come next <laughs> <laughs> that at least you know i'll be 
secure in the food department i'm be growing my own food i'll have this big ass farm where i can bank on you know you'll have something to offer in the post-apocalyptic society something to barter and trade that's hilarious man and i love that you bring up the the potential of a zombie apocalypse because who knows the eventuality of what 2021 will bring right oh man i think a lot of people are scared and a lot of people don't know and they all you know people out here they always fear the worst so it's kind of a play on words i heard that a lot of from a lot of different people that zombie apocalypse is coming next. We're going to get the T-virus or the rage virus or God would have you, you know? For sure, for sure. And it's funny because you hear about all those extreme uh, possibilities, but then on the other side of the coin, you see, you hear about the people who are, com- it's completely on the back burner. It's not even relevant to them at all. It's almost like yeah. uh, it's just another day in the life, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was with the, the freestyle shows, doing that every day, because I find if people can get their mind off the panic situation or the fear or the paranoia you know just relax and be entertained for a minute then you know all of that stuff goes away at least for one moment and then if you can grasp that concept then you know that you can heal if you do get it or you can overcome it you know there's hope in the world you know that's true. And then it goes back for setting yourself up with the food and the healthy healthy body, healthy mindset is that if you, uh, instead of focusing on the things that are dragging you down, if you kind of focus on some po- some positivity and distract yourself into other aspects of life, uh, we can move forward much faster. Yeah. Yeah. We can get over this thing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome, man. I love you. I love your mindset in that. So uh, let's let's go to your actual music releases. Uh, most of them actually stem from uh, this year, 2020, where you pulled, put out uh, a six track EP or mix tape called this shit is golden yeah um that was earlier this year right yeah that was like my first ever creation in music yeah and so what i'm seeing from this project is or let's let's talk about what your mentality was going into it because it seems like it is a a lot of freestyle based uh content and it just seems like you wanted to uh obviously establish yourself as in your identity as rainbow glory and put yourself out there but what was this to you so the biggest thing was that like when you're setting out into the world to be an artist or to accomplish any goal like you never know how it's all going to go down or how you're going to be successful but you know that if you just keep working towards it that eventually you will be and the biggest thing was meeting just dave and the other guys at definitive collective um they really helped me get this album off the ground i don't think i could have done it without them um yeah like the studio time like figuring out all the ins and outs how to work like a music program stuff like that they taught me everything and they like helped produce the album and then you know i just did all the marketing for it but i mean putting it together like Cummy won the single on the the album that was a one take like i had really tailored myself as a freestyle artist you know to really just really milk the the depth of freestyle and so coming one i did just one shot the first time i heard the beat i dropped the first lines on the microphone and then we stamped it and that was it that's like out the door and uh and it's gone over famously a lot of people really like it and i mean so that and a couple of the album other other songs on the album are all one takes and uh, it's good to be able to do that and put that together, but it's another thing to make an act- in, it into an actual production and have it make money, have it out in the world and bringing back money to me instead of just being an awesome freestyler that can drop a one take. Well, how does how do I put something, a one take out there into the world to make money? And these guys, my friends from Definitive Collective, they were the ones who helped me make it a, a possibility, make it a realization. That's interesting, man. And that's not something that a lot of artists do, which is put out content that they uh, actually do in one take. And because uh, a lot 
lot of artists, what I'm finding is they, they stamp it freestyle, but then there's a lot of editing and mixing and, and a, a lot of, uh, you can tell it's not necessarily a freestyle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not bars from the top. Yeah. Whereas a lot of your content, I can definitely tell, is those bar for bars from the top. And especially Come Me One was one of my uh, favorite songs on your on your collection there. Uh, it's, just, it's just a dope, fun freestyle. It's the type of shit that it inspires you if you hear that at a party or if you yourself kind of laid it down at a party. It kind of inspires other people to get into that freestyle circle or cypher yeah. uh, mentality. Yeah, it's so dope to be able to, to, like, not only freestyle bars, but to put together a whole entire song from freestyle, like do the hook, do the chorus, do the repeat, you know, as well as come back to your verses that you're just, as well as tell a story throughout the whole thing, like have it progress, like from the beginning, where you're going to set it up, how things are going, set the premise, set the scene, talk about the story, get a little bit further into it, drop a chorus, you know, and then let it explode, let it blossom, let it unfold to its climax, to its fruition, and come back to the chorus, and then let it outro, you know? I love the way you say that, yeah, it's the truth man and it sort of in, in a sense naturally takes its own life right you don't really like plan it out at all it kind of it just it, it's almost as though it existed before yeah. you said it yeah man and it's the same exact thing about entrepreneurship or being an artist it's like serendipity it's like fortuity like i have to show my adversity to like overcome my challenges but I don't know where I'm going to end up. It just comes together. Like you start going down a path, you start rhyming, start spitting bars, and then it starts to occur to you and piece itself together by the end of the song. And there's nothing like it's like I can't plan it and I can't do it twice. It's like a complete fluke and it's just all serendipity. But, you know, as long as you're working towards it, you got a good heart, you got your virtue, your mind is right, yourself is right and everything else it comes together man i love that it's just it's raw it's natural it's organic and it stems from even how you chose your name which i think is amazing man you just keep keep that rhythm and mentality to yourself and it shows in your music yeah that's dope man yeah um other than come me one were there any kind of standout staples well actually let's let's was this shit is golden the the track title of the album uh the track from that i kind of might be one of the main staples of the uh project is it not yeah it kind of is like i'm not completely satisfied with this shit is golden like in my in my own opinion i don't like it as much as my other tracks but my other friends and fans they say they love it they say it's you know it's a unique like saskatchewan culture-based hip-hop song that you're not going to hear you're not going to get this flavor in miami you're not going to get this flavor in los angeles because the culture is different right and so it's like like, you know, white boy trying to from Saskatchewan trying to make some hard rap music in a very like unique artistic style. And and so this shit is golden. The whole the whole point about it was um, like the the premise of, uh, you know, how deep the empathetic truth of the universe is that like you really can't do anything wrong. You know, you can't like you can do stuff wrong to others. But I mean, you know, like everybody goes to the bathroom. Right. And everybody's innocent in that. Like for what some people might deem as like unsavory or foul is is also like, you know, in all this empathetic truth is also part of your your basic humanity. So like we can all blossom, we can all find love. And, you know, the it was really my plight on racism because people are like, you know, well, we don't like this group of people because they're this or because I've had this handful of bad experiences. But it's like, you know what, in all of that negativity, these are beautiful people. These are all like people who could eventually help you or, you know, there's other disgusting things in your life or things that you don't like that can provide a benefit. And that's like why I was trying to say like this shit is golden, you know, not trying to 
point any fingers at anybody, but just trying to say that, like, you never know where your opportunities could lie. I see what you're saying there, and I never noticed that layer, so I'm so glad you pointed out. I'm sure on another listen, too, I might have caught it, but that's that's amazing. Yeah. I love the depth there, bro, and the contrast. That's really, really dope. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, the whole album was just trying to help people be the best that they can be, like, 0% beef. The whole point with of it is, like, if you have beef towards something, if you can just listen to the song and let it ups absolve your beef then you can get back to positive life positive living positive interactions with each other positive inspiration as well as like positive bank accounts you know if you can turn you know and like came through what i came through is like having strife in your life having like negativity happen but you turn it around into something beautiful or you turn negative to positive and then you know you're making money from the world or you you make lyrics or you make a product because instead of like being defeated you know by all the negativity that's out there for sure man that's it's so awesome that in your intro project you've got such concrete values established and and displayed through the through the art form that's great yeah man yeah the way that i described uh, this shit is golden because how many tracks are on it as a whole because i found a different amount depending on where i looked yeah so it's like when it was first released it was six and then uh, I released more content later that, uh, you know, see, when I it see. got redistributed, it had more stuff on it. But, um, yeah, like, uh, what would I say? Just six. So I did a, I did a freestyle to uh, three different beats, one including a heavy metal track. And then I yeah, did a track. Yeah, yeah. And then I tried to do, um, uh, what's it called? A trap song. Uh, came through what I came through and then this shit is golden and zero percent beef uh, my friend Z the free who's like out there in Alberta she's a hip-hop artist she's rocking the scene um, she came in and did a one take on that song as That's well dope. she just like I was like we're gonna be in the studio today do you want to come through and help us out on this track and she's like yeah I'd love to and then she's like I only have an hour and so she came in dropped a verse real quick and then had to dip set but yeah, we turn after we stamped it and edited it. It turned out really good. That's how magic is made, man, and that's the theme of your entire your entire persona so far. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, the I, I love how you mentioned. Uh, it's kind of like it, it draws a different flavor from what people would be used to in in other hip hop scenes, and it's it's a I think that's a very vital fact to point out because your project here as a whole it's witty, it's charming, it's got lots of heart, and it's incredibly fun, all while still tackling those kind of uh, major points that people should be focusing on. So yeah. I thought it was really great in that mark. Yeah, our culture demons of the region. You know exactly. And so you uh, before we take our quick intermission, we are at the twenty minute mark. You do have uh, actually. You know what? We'll, we'll take that quick break and then we'll get back to it. Okay, awesome. Go, brother. This track is by Rainbow Glory and his group, The Definitive Collective, and it is called National Reconciliation. Enjoy. It's 
the fact that it's rational The grab was still building stacks to kill green and black Will that ever surpass the sheer lab of gas to react fell after the stats spill? It's nothing new If we are integrated now, then one has to give it that to be true Come on, how hard is it really to learn reconciliation? Not the word, but the proof I got bets on Canadians in the nation That anybody inside that's waited until now to raise this Supporting our races is now about giving to impatience Putting it down, hesitation, putting it down, smiles and waving. Now I'm cooking it loud, vibes are shaking, looking to ourselves and vibrate with what took till now for saying that's it. I reckon that's it. That's it. I reckon that's it. That's it. That's it. I reckon that's it. With no trouble in my lungs Get up to get fun Get a bluff to get love Get home to miss dust Get Rome to find God Trying to live a best life but still trying to find the divine Rubble trouble and dust was created fine But doggy dog that shit's not mine Get in the zone to love yourself Get a truck to go far Get a phone to find yourself Get a fuck to know who you are Get in the zone to love yourself Find love Get a truck to go far Go far Get a phone to find yourself And give a fuck to know who you are I reckon that's it That's it I reckon that's it That's it That's it I reckon that's it I reckon I reckon that's it I reckon that's it That's it I reckon National reconciliation I reckon that's it Blast and will, packed in imparable raps at will All in hopes that's what comes that all of your domes just might actually have a chance at winning your attention before you wrongly pass a bill Gotta practice your skill and a hell of a lot more at it than the next addict across the hill I'll tell you what I mean through some magic Get at the kid after if that's what your reaction is Unmask the lineage for what it is Unclasp the cribbage board from your wrist Only competition worth seeking me and you Does it mean keeping score in the deep end? Now it's too late not to learn how to get back to shore Hot showers till I'm sore Hot till I'm hit rock till it roars We find our way back to the core All right, everybody. So I am back with Rainbow Glory. Rainbow Glory, how you feeling, brother? Good, man. Good, good. Here. So we just listened to National Reconciliation. That is off your. Uh, that's off your second project that you released with your group, the Definitive Collective, right? Yeah. So basically, we dropped two albums at the same time because in house we have a we have a beat maker that makes harsh noise or glitch hop, and then we have a beat maker that makes uh, contemporary hip hop. Stop. So that's Bone Crate and Mibu Beats, respectively. Am I yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Dope, so, dope. so yeah, so we had one album that's all Bone Crate Beats, one album that's all Mibu Beats type beats. National Reconciliation is off the Mibu Beats uh, album, first of many, Volume Two, and uh, yeah, it's more of the contemporary hip hop stuff. We wanted to release two albums 
two of the different flavors so that, you know, if you get both albums and you're, you're feeling like you're having a weird day or an obscure day or you're having an emotional day, you can put on the glitch hop or the obscure hip hop to really get you in the funky zone, get you grounded or whatever. But if you're having like a relaxed day or just outside having fun, doing whatever, enjoying yourself, then you can put on the contemporary hip hop album. And that's uh, First of Many, Volume 1 and Volume 2, respectively. That's really cool, man. And you guys created this. It must have been in a relatively quick amount of time because with under a year of experience or just a year of experience in your belt alone, uh, when did you get together with Definitive Collective or when did you guys first establish? So we first established uh, November 2019. Okay. So Almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. And uh, we've just been, you know, bucking the gun ever since, you know, daily freestyle shows and putting beats together, trying to develop our sound. We uh, put together a 10 episode mini series on YouTube of the like an all eyes of reality TV of what it looks like for an artist to come up. So we have uh, we have the episode of us as a group, you know, just doing freestyling in the basement to like making it to some substantial recognition as hip-hop artists uh, in Canada sort of thing. And, you know, that's the entire series, the gist of the series. And uh, you can catch it on our Rainbow Glory or Definitive Collective YouTube channels. Um, I think, but, uh, just to put some insight into it, I thought the entire idea, I thought uh, itself was pretty cool, especially the way you're explaining it now, because in the show itself, you guys just give a ton of unfiltered insight into what you guys are doing in your journey together as a collective. And there's just like a ton of personality in the episodes. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great project. Like it shows what we did to, you know, get some hip hop artists on the street to do a street cipher, um, you know, take whatever gigs we can, including birthday parties, like kids' birthday parties as hip-hop artists and and just trying to make a name for ourselves until we get recognized as, like, Canadian artists that deserve, you know, stage time on a big stage. So with that, that's what we did over the last year and developing our sound, putting beats together, refining our skills. And then we got to the point where we had some pretty good beats that we made, you know, all on our own. We grinded out our following SoundCloud and Spotify and everything else. And so then we wanted to put together uh, these albums that's made completely in-house, you know, no bought beats off the internet. Everything's generated by ourselves and and uh, that's what we did. Just top to bottom. And like you guys are almost an entire production company for yourselves. Yeah. So we got the publishing rights to to publish our music. We own a small company. We own a label, uh, Rainbow Glory, the rapper in productions. And uh, yeah, we've just been, just been grinding on it because this is what we want to do. And, you know, it was kind of funny when we first started doing live shows. It took us three episodes before we got a viewer and we were all excited about a viewer and now when we knock off, you know, 200, 400 views on one daily show, you know, that's that's a regular thing for us. But, um, like, it's nothing to write home about. But, I mean, for the fact of, like, grinding grinding out the following and working towards something until, until you can build it is uh, really what the testimony is. This is what we wanted to do. And so we just started down that path. And eventually we got to a place where we're pretty happy with ourselves, you know. Sure, man. Yeah, it's all about witnessing and appreciating those milestones and knowing that there's so much more uh, to come if you put in the work for it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We heard about the origin story between you and just Dave. How did Bone Crate and Mibu Beats get in the mix? So uh, Bone Crate was a friend with Just Dave. They were working on some projects together that were kind of 
uh, took a long time to to finish, but they were kind of always hanging in the background there. So uh, just Dave brought on Bone Crate, and Bone Crate and I, we started doing, when we were doing the, the live shows for the COVID-19 quarantine to keep people entertained at home, uh, Bone Crate was the one that was showing up all the time. He was doing freestyle beats from his cell phone. Yeah, that's and, so cool. Yeah, and his harsh noise and glitch hop. And, of course, you know, me being a freestyle artist, I'm, I train to be able to freestyle on anything, and a lot of his yeah. noise is, like, no beat, no rhythm. It's all, like, obscure, so I just got to power through everything and just keep rapping as if it's an acapella <laughs> set. But, you know, at least we're it's banging out. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. appreciate that we're, like, generating it all ourselves. We're unique. We're your original. We're just trying to make it happen, even though it doesn't – it's not always – you know, kosher, not always what you expect or not always contemporary, but so that's what it is, man. It's unfiltered. There's a beauty to it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what people appreciate the most, but yeah. So bone crate and I doing those live shows every day, me getting his ass out of bed so that we could do this live show and, you know, rock the town, (laughs) rock the neighborhood and piss off the neighbors all at the same time. And that's where him and I developed the following, um, but Mibu Beats, once we got on the, the Raw Artists of Canada stage in Regina, Mibu Beats was at the show, and he works for a radio station in Regina. And he's seen our stuff, and he wanted to collab with us. He wanted to work with us. So then once we found out he was also a beat producer, then we're like, we brought him on board. Even though he's like in a different, he's in the sister city, he's in Regina, and we're all in Saskatoon. Um but uh, we back and forth all the time. We Facebook chat every day. We talk about merch. We talk about album ideas, song ideas. We sample each other's tracks. And we just always kept those communication lines along. You know, he's been a, a big supporter. He was like, a tu- he tuned into every live show that we put on. And, and so having him on board, even from a distance, you know, we were still able to collaborate quite well. And then it just came time. It's like, okay, we've been a year doing this. We've been working as a group. We've been working together, focused on the prize. Let's uh, let's make an album with each of your guys' beats, you know, so that we can actually sample some of the stuff that we're doing together and showcase each other's talents and, and uh, put it out there in the world. That's great, man. That's really cool how you guys connected so uh, so well and were able to put out two projects uh, very well as well. And at the same time, that's wild. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is that, you know, it's not every day that, like, there's lots of artists out there, but not everybody can work together. Like, how we all fell together. That's true, man. Like, we all fell in each other's laps, and it kind of, like, it all worked out, and we can actually work with each other like sometimes people get at each other's throats but it's nothing that nobody stays kosher about like you know what i mean like it's like whatever i'm mad but i'm not gonna react or i'm not gonna like do something rude or do something mean to screw each other over it flies over and then you're back to where you were yeah and there's been opportunities for all of us to leave the nest and kind of fall you know sell out and follow our own solo careers but uh we always kept the premise and the mentality the mantra that you know bring the bread back to the table like go out in the world be an independent artist as we're an artist collective find the bread and bring it back to the table and share with you know all of us we're going to keep everybody's going to do the same so we're all going to work with each other on each other for each other and that you know we're going to always bring it back to the table because we can actually work well together you know and that's that's a hard thing to come by in in any entrepreneurship that's exactly it man and you're speaking volumes to the value of a of a proper team and how rare that uh, finding one actually is that's that's so cool i'm very happy for you and your group man yeah. 
Yeah. It goes to show one, I guess, of the uh, benefit of it is you do have a following in both Saskatoon and Regina, and you're also performing shows both there and uh, and at home. So, including tomorrow, October 25th, you've got a live show in Regina. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I'm performing for Mr. Jones and a World Peace Organization. I think they saw our our live shows uh, on Facebook, and then they decided to get us to perform. They needed a performer, but you know, and again, like all the same in entrepreneurship, like if we weren't doing this thing, we wouldn't be at this spot now. And, you know, if during the COVID-19 quarantine, we were just sitting on our hands, like, or not doing anything to try to make productions or make money, we wouldn't be where we at now. We wouldn't even have this opportunity that, that I'm going for tomorrow. That's so incredible, man. And so let's talk about the two uh, individual projects as they are. So they're titled First of Many. You've got Volume 1 and Volume 2. Volume 1 being Bone Crate Beats, Volume 2 being Mibu Beats. Let's talk about kind of the difference in themes maybe or how you guys settled on the uh, lyrics for the tracks and how you wanted to approach the tracks, maybe even the titles for the projects. Because as I see it, it's very identified in in, uh, First of Many, Volume 1, that it's uh, you guys are definitely showing just a genuine love for expressing your talents and skills and mastering your crafts through discovering more of yourself through the process itself and through uh, each other as well. So I was just wondering what each individual project meant to you. Well, okay. So the Bone Crate Beats album, the volume one, it was all about, you know, our experimental, our original, our originality, like our music, our artistry that we can kind of put out there to the world that's not defined or curtailed by anybody else's style. So it's completely different. Yeah, you have like very experimental glitch hop, harsh noise, harsh hop, uh, noise hop kind of tracks that, you know, with lots of different uh, voice decoders, pitch changers, echoes, reverb. Uh, you know, a lot of experimental kind of uh, off, like really offbeat, off rhythm songs that are meant to like put you, give you a certain feeling or put you in a certain zone. Like for me to say that I'm an obscure hip hop artist is just like huge. It's something that I always wanted to be because, you know, I was a big punk rocker back in the day. And um, so that was really the main focus of the the volume one is like, let's make something that's just purely whatever artistry that we want to attain or, or accomplish. Like that's really just us. There's one song on the, uh, on the volume one called chronic robot yeah, that we put that together. We, you shifts away almost entirely from the vocals. There's still vocals, but it is more focused on the beat. Yeah. It's just meant to be trippy or give you a good yeah. feeling or give you kind of make a you trip too. out a little bit a trip out vibe, uh, while you're listening to it. And, and bone crate, he actually put together that entire song with his cell phone, like, from the no way. To, yeah, it's me no acapella what? rapping. Yeah, and then he just took my acapella raps and filtered it into the song in whatever style, and he did it all with you know like free apps on his cell phone. It was just yeah, crazy. That's crazy. So that was good. So that was that whole thing, and then we wanted to have an interlude of us talking about us and and put you know on each of the albums we put instrumental tracks at at the end so that if you want to learn how to freestyle or do some of your own freestyle with our beats then you have our listeners have that opportunity interesting so the collective is inclusive then yeah yeah exactly that's real cool man (laughs) but yeah so then the mebu beats uh volume the volume two it was more about you know my bread and butter and hip-hop because it's all contemporary so like as far as hip-hop is what's curtailed 
detailed and defined by the OGs and what I hear from other hip hop sources, what I know about like the true hip hop culture. I wanted to lay that all down in the in the contemporary hip hop album, the first of many volume two. And so the first song is National Reconciliation, which you guys just heard. And it's just about, you know, everything I've learned about hip hop is about hip hop is for everyone. You know, there's no definition. There's culture, but, you know, and there's, you know, racism out there, but everybody does a racism throwdown. And a racism throwdown in hip hop is like talking about racism without actually being racist. That's the whole challenge of a racism throwdown and so yeah without pointing the finger yeah without pointing the finger like what because you know people analyze people view things people are judgmental that's all natural things but we got to talk about it too at the same time so national reconciliation that was my you know our track on like racism and what what we feel you know people are going through whether it's you know whether you're on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence like let's let's see reconciliation not the words but the proof and you know we're going to stand up and be say that we're the first ones that 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 want to do that in whatever group or whatever you know strife there is sort of thing and and so just dave in that track he talks about it uh what it all means and how it's all affected us and we hear from from all the different groups you know what the main complaints are what it you know it becomes common knowledge so we talk about that in our songs but for my part in the song i just wanted to talk about you know what it is for a man living the life in canada you know being being a person and what everybody goes through you know got beer got tossed you know want to live the life that i want with no trouble in my lungs and i think that's like that's the bare minimum that everybody deals with and everybody wants no matter what so if you know if we can come at least to the grips that we're all the same or we all desire the same things then you know we can kind of see past whatever judgments or whatever racial tension there might be right but yeah i agree man yeah but then the rest of the the album was you know what i really wanted to explore as a rapper what i get from rap so cosmic rapper is a, is my song and one of my favorite songs and it's about how freestyle and rap is really like you not only you being culture guru or putting words together it's you realigning constellations it's you tapping into the universe it's you like being as cosmically wonderful as you've been created to be but realizing it all at the same time and and feeling it and and really getting into it and getting into everything every like nuance or or uh social culture definition or spirituality or, or cosmality that you could creatorship that you could ever like indulge into and uh you know the rest of the album is the same it's just us like being hip-hop artists and putting out what true hip-hop really means to us for sure man and one thing i was able to do as well i i drew a parallel between uh, the, the two tracks you mentioned actually national reconciliation and then your old track zero percent beef they maintained a lot of the same kind of themes and and core values and then as well as with uh came through what i came through and track you mentioned cosmic rapper it, it's really cool how not only have you maintained the same values shown how you've changed as an artist from your first release but you've also found this collective of people who also share those kind of uh, core values values and are able to uh, exemplify them through the music as well more so than you were able to do before or more so or to the same extent it's, it's i just i'm just saying it's really cool how those values are still uh, very evident 
Yeah, and honestly, like I said before, like if the values weren't there, we wouldn't get along. But these people, like we all just fell in our lap, like it all in our lap. It was all like serendipity, like that we came together. It was like amazing. It was so easy. It was just like you didn't even have to try. And then we're working together. And yeah, we got to look past each other's differences. But if we weren't like-minded on on values or the same things about what we want to see in society, what we want to put out or be messengers for in society, we wouldn't we wouldn't still be banging out to this day. And I mean, we've only grown grown stronger. We've seen a lot of success, and we just want to keep going, keep moving forward. You know, for sure. That's so crazy, man. And so before you put out this these uh, two projects w- with them as well, and then after your this shit is golden. There's a few single tracks I noticed as well. Share the bank talents. Uh, together were those kind of pre-collective or those were just kind of like things they were like one-offs they were like um stuff when we were bored we wanted to put this song together like the together track uh it's about being together but that was a beat that we won through a a songwriting contest put on by origin of spin who's another dope yeah who's another artist blowing up in canada rap artist and so we had the beat and so we put together a song and and then it didn't fall under really any album. It was just like a random collab. And then we just put it out there on Spotify. Same with like Talents and and Share the Bank. Share the Bank was done by Mibu Beats. Like we just sent him our acapella bars and then he put it all together on his computer and with his like little spin on it. And and yeah, he, he made it like something trippy to listen to, you know, something cool. For sure. What about Talents? That's, that's also one of my favorite tracks. Talents, yeah, I don't know. It just came together. That was uh, Dave's project. He just he really liked the beat. Such uh, a trippy vibe. Yeah, such a trippy vibe, and that he had the whole idea for the project. You know, using your talents to find balance. This is what we're all doing. The one thing we forget when we're feeling anxious or when we're feeling off balance is that, you know, we actually do have talents that we can use to put ourselves back in balance. And uh, that was his thing. And so I said that I give him some bars. He just wanted me to spit on it. So then I did, and then we stamped it and put it out there. Amazing, man. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you guys got together around November of last year, you mentioned, right? Yeah. yeah so correct. just in, in doing my research, I came across something uh, in September of last year, and I was wondering if you were comfortable to talk about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there was the you were the subject of a missing persons investigation. Oh, yeah. So that's actually a long story, but the gist of it is, like, I was... Um, <clears throat> Because this is just just a couple months before you got together with the yeah. group, so I was wondering to draw a relation there. But yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry yeah, to so I went on an artist showcase actually to New Jersey and New York, and uh, but my parents, like I said, that I'd be gone for a couple days. I didn't tell them I'd be gone for two weeks. Okay. And so and I was in the states, and they didn't have like my cell phone wasn't working. I didn't have minutes, and I. I couldn't get across. I needed data to talk to them or Wi-Fi oh, or whatever, no. and I yeah. couldn't do it on the American side. And so when I didn't, like, resurface after three days, they thought I was, like, gone, right? They thought you disappeared, yeah. Yeah, and I went with this um, this lady who owns a tattoo shop, and we were doing a tattoo showcase as well. And, um, uh, yeah, and we drove there all the way to New York. And so, like, when I resurfaced, like they knew that I was going to the States for an artist showcase. They thought that I got kidnapped or that I was gone or that oh, you know, something bad happened. Right. But yeah, I resurfaced yeah. two days later 
And I talked to my family, my sister, and they're like, everybody's looking for you. They filed a missing person report, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, my God. And so I had to, like, contact the local authorities and tell oh, them I'm man. okay. Everything's all That's right. How was that for you, realizing that, that well, people were searching for Yeah, them. I didn't realize it was as big of a deal as what I heard. Like, when I heard about yeah. it, they are like, yeah, everybody's looking for you. I was like, oh, well, I'm here. I'm what do you okay. mean, everybody? Like, every, yeah. You know, I told you guys where I was going. I just lost track of, like contacting you know the home base but when i got back it was like there was a police report there was a news report there was like oh, all this stuff and i was like you were just off doing your thing and yeah. had no idea what was going on yeah, back home that's crazy no idea they're making like all this publicity and i was like oh my um yeah it's kind of embarrassing i got asked about it a couple times and i was like oh yeah ah shit yeah i was actually <laughs> okay I, you know i'm quite capable i can handle myself but yeah For sure. yeah sorry about the worry on all used just just some over concerned parents at that at yeah. the center of it yeah yeah, yeah pretty much all right man well we're go- we are stepping into overtime here i was just wondering about i know you've got that show tomorrow so all luck towards that i'm sure you'll do amazing yeah but- what else is in the near future for Definitive Collection and Rainbow Glory? Uh, so the near future, so we're going to bring back the live shows because it looks like that, I don't know, the quarantine, the COVID might be getting bad again. So we're going to keep pumping up the live shows, keeping everybody COVID-19 it's strong. It's Instagram Live? Or? It's Instagram and Facebook Live. So you can catch us at Definitive Collective on Facebook. I think the the web address is first of many or uh, the Rainbow Glory, the Rapper and Productions page on Facebook. Uh, it'll be posted there as well as Definitive Collective on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we're just going to be doing live shows uh, three times a week. We're going to keep them at eight o'clock uh, central time uh, on Tuesdays, Fridays and Sundays. So you can catch us, come out, see some freestyle entertainment, uh, get entertained for a bit, feel better about the whole situation. We'll talk about those issues. We'll gab. We'll like put it into some bars, some rhymes, some realign, some constellations. And hopefully everybody who tunes in and is watching, uh, you know, can can relax about the whole situation and move forward in making it better. That's so great, man. I love where your head's at with everything and supporting the community and doing doing it through doing what you do best. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we're going to end the podcast here. Is there anything else you want to say as a, as a sign off or, or anything just to anyone who's listening? Uh, the biggest thing is uh, follow your dreams. Like, okay, it's hard for people to figure out what they want in this life. But the first thing you got to do is figure out what you like the most or what you want to do or what would be the best thing that you could have. And then once you figure that out, then you got to figure out how are you going to get that? Because there's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of outlets that you can figure out how you're going to get the best thing that you could ever get in this life. So once you figure that out, then you just got to start working down the road. And I guarantee you, you'll find success. You'll find hardship. But if you can find adversity, if you can overcome them, you'll find success. So just pursue your dreams, follow your talents, follow your whatever it is that's going to give you the the best, most satisfying life in this life. Pursue it to the nth degree because the world is a very diverse place and there's lots of room for all of us to do whatever we want nowadays so yeah that's that's my final words be inspired and be ambitious very very well said my man thank you so much for joining me today rainbow glory i'm I'm looking forward to following all of your content in the near future from yourself and your team as well but yeah thank you so much for joining me brother yeah you're welcome take care all right take care and that was rainbow glory i hope you did enjoy the interview 
If you want to learn some more about him, you can go on down to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash rainbow glory, spelt like how it sounds. And up next, we are going to listen to one of his tracks, also by the Definitive Collective, titled Genuine Engine. Enjoy and take care. Okay, <laughs> 